0: Whoa, alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite nutritionist, Connor Rhodes from Slim Society, coming back at you once again. And today I've got a fantastic top three tips episode for you today, where I interview amazing fitness professionals to get their personal top three tips about fat loss and weight management and bring them for you to take away from the show. This is a great conversation with somebody that I've looked up to for a long time. If you want help and support from this man, you can find his website and social media links, et cetera. In the description, he not only gives us his top three tips for fat loss and weight management, but also runs us through his personal morning routine. We talk about what he does to keep himself as a high-performing individual, to keep himself moving forward at such a fast pace that he does while helping other people do that too. We talk a lot about family, we talk about children, we talk about mindset, we talk about many things. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did with Danny Wilson. Thank you so much. Let's get straight into the show.
1: One, two, three. Yes.
0: Mr. Danny Wilson, sir. Have you got me? Yes, I can see you. I can hear you. You're looking lovely today. How are you?
1: Well, uh, flattered. Flattered. That, that's exactly how I am. I've just had a little bit of an issue trying to get online, but here we are. Good how connection. are you, man?
0: I am excellent, thank you, and I'm really excited to be speaking to you. I've got so many questions for you. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, honestly I've, got, I've got so many questions for you and I appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy man. So do you mind if I jump in with the first one?
1: I, th- I think that's the exact thing that we should do right this very second.
0: How long have you been a fitness professional?
1: Oof, fitness professional. Professional would be... In any way. Paid. Yeah. So... <sighs> I've been involved in health and fitness for like 25 years, 26 years through my, through my own training. And um, I was a petrol tanker driver, but I was so, I was so big into the gym that I was helping people before it was my job. If, if that kind of makes any sense. Absolutely. So then I had so I was a petrol tanker driver, then I had a supplement shop still helping people. And then someone said to me one day, six years ago, someone said, Hey, why don't you do this for a job? I was, and I was like, nah. And then you know, you know like a little penny drop and I was like, actually, why why don't I do this for a job? So you've been
0: training uh, 26, that, that years,
1: 26 years. 26 years I've been training, yeah. 1994 or i started is that 26 years, now I, years.
0: D- now I don't feel bad about how much more jacked you are than i am because that's that's nearly as long as i've been alive so i don't feel bad at all now. <laughs> <laughs> I think myself excellently
1: i'm a i'm a i'm an old man it would seem um
0: the reason i asked you the question about how long you've been a fitness professional is because I know it's a long time, because I wanted to tell you a little story. Um, and it starts with me right now, thanking you for being you, because whether you know this or not, you've been a good inspiration for me throughout all of my fitness industry career in all the different ways that it's gone, like personal training and nutrition and this and that. Because I remember a long time ago, I don't even know if I was qualified as a personal trainer, so I didn't even know if I'd done level three at the time. Literally, I remember, being at my mum's house on Facebook and somehow I'd found your videos and I don't even know how long ago this was. It could have been seven years ago. It could have been eight years ago. It could have been, it, it was a long time ago. And I was watching these videos and it, it's just you on face, on Facebook live. No real equipment, no real. You've not got no script or anything. It's just you authentically being yourself. You've got personality. You've got passion and you've got points. You've got things to say and you are going to shout about it. And I, I was watching this and thinking, shit, I wish I was as confident as Danny Wilson <laughs> to <laughs> <just> <laughs> shout about flipping nutrition and health and fitness and what people should be doing. And that has literally been, and you still do it to this day. I <laughs> know you, you never stopped ever. And then eventually I also started and now it's my full-time job. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Cause you never know who you can help, do you? No, yeah,
1: listen, that's the first time you've told me that, mate. You, you're very
0: welcome.
1: <laughs> eight, eight or nine years I've been putting content out for now.
0: Yeah, I don't know when I found it. Literally it might've been seven, eight, it could have been nine years ago. I literally don't know, but I remember being just uh, wanting to be a personal trainer and seeing your videos and thinking, shit, I wish that was me. And now I'm not saying I'm you. But I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to do it. I also shout about nutrition into my phone.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's what we do. Shout at our phones a lot.
0: Yeah, I figured out if um, if you just talk to yourself about nutrition, people think you're crazy. But if you set up a camera in front of you and then you talk yeah. to yourself about nutrition, people think yeah. it's excellent. <laughs> so thank you for that anyway um and now you are a high performance coach i would class you as what do you class yourself as
1: okay yeah pretty much that i would i would generally say i am a health and performance optimization coach um now that does sound fancy it does sound fancy doesn't it it sounds incredibly fancy um so i i work with High-performing men, basically. Men who want Mm. more out of themselves. I help them achieve that.
0: Yeah, and I've got questions for you about all this type of stuff. (laughs) Um, That's I uh, Let me ask you a little personal question. And I know it's impolite (laughs) to ask a lady her age, but how old are you, if you don't mind me asking?
1: I am 44 years old.
0: That is excellent, because you are in amazing... I want to know, when I'm 44... I hope I am yeah. as powerful as you. That is the god honest truth, <laughs> because you—you you, you are a high performance coach, so you're helping people improve their lives. I also know you're mm-hmm. a family man. You've got children, that's right, isn't it? Yes, got two little been, boys. You—you you, we had to do the podcast at this time because you're an involved family man because you're picking the kids up from school. Is that right? Yes. You're running one or more businesses. You've got one or multiple multiple more jobs. Is that right?
1: Just no, just me, just just this one business at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah, so we're on Danny Wilson coaching full. That's yeah. excellent news. You can run 20 miles or more, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I saw you post on Facebook this morning something like, was going to run 20 miles, but decided to go to the gym instead. I thought, what the f***?
1: <laughs> I had, just- uh, what do you mean? I did uh, I did 16 miles on Monday. Oh, I'm my sure plan you did. 20, my plan was to do 20 miles today. So I've got, um, I'm doing the Chester marathon in a couple of weeks. Um, so my plan was to do 20 today, but uh, my sleep last night was up. Sleep one of the, it's one of my um, geeky things. It was awful last night. So I kind of, you know, having the ability to kind of question yourself and reflect on things and go, right, is running 20 miles today going to serve me? Probably not. Not in the, the state of kind of fatigue that I'm in now. It, it's, it would normally take me a day or so to recover from that. It's probably going to take three or four days to recover, going off how tired I was this morning. So I went to the gym instead, and I'll probably do – I'll probably do it on Sunday instead. Now I'll probably do 20 on Sunday.
0: Firstly, I think that's incredible. You can flip in run a marathon. I think that's ridiculously powerful. Also, if we want to get nerdy about training, auto-regulated training, which is for people who are listening, that's a fancy way of saying training how you feel like you should train rather than like you had a specific plan. I'm doing this on this day. Sometimes that's idealistic, not realistic, isn't it? But you listen to your own body, took a rest day. Well, not even a full rest day. You just switched to an alternate type of training, which is hardcore. And studies show that auto-regulated training like that gets better results over extended periods of time than like specific periodized training anyway
1: 100% yeah. man if you can if you can be realistic if you can look and auto-regulate the old me that the, the end me shall we say uh, the <laughs> me that that tore my pec when i shouldn't have been training you've had a torn probably, pec yeah i, I tore my pack about five you ago
0: oh i didn't know this how was this was it bench press Yes, of course. Why is it always bench press? I didn't even know that it's always bench press that people tear the pecs on, isn't it?
1: That was when I was a bodybuilder. That was when I was training using a logbook. Yeah, which is something I do not particularly recommend now. Um, I had it in my head, in my mind for the entire week yeah. that I was gonna get 10 reps with 140 kilos. That oh was my it. God,
0: that were you? That's ridiculously cool. powerful. <laughs>
1: That's so no. that, how much was you weigh good. at that time? Uh, hundred and probably about one hundred and two, hundred and five. Oh my god! Like so you
0: were you were a big boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, now, if if you're
0: lean and you've got decent body fat levels, how tall are you? Five eleven. Five eleven. Oh my! And a hundred hundred you know kg.
1: I thought I was. I thought I was six foot until I did the Northwest uh, Classic Bodybuilding um, eight years ago. And you, to for, to do classic bodybuilding, it's a height to weight ratio. So you have oh. to. Be, the taller you are, it, it kind of it, it like evens things out, you know. Because if I'm, well, I thought I was six foot. If I'm six foot stood on stage at, I think I was thirteen stone, standing next to someone who's five eight at thirteen stone. Visually, yeah. they are going to look more impressive. So the bring this height to weight ratio thing in. So I I I turned up on the day in what in Warrington. It was Par Hall. I turned up on the day, and you've got to, They, they measure you before you go on stage, and they, literally before we went on stage, they said uh, you're five eleven, and I was like, <laughs> "What? This I'm not six day. foot. Yeah, nah, you're eleven. So I, I'm not that then. Oh my god, I'm not even a man anymore. I'm not even hmm. six foot. I felt I felt horrendous, but I, I, I'm okay now.
0: You were checking on top of the hair, I reckon. They were just squeezing yeah. it down.
1: No, I had I had, a, I, I had a complete big head then. Oh really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and you, you are in excellent shape. I saw you. I saw some videos you posted the other day of you in the gym, and you were doing a standing overhead press with dumbbells. I thought, oh my god! Yeah, dumb
1: yeah, standing. Gym. That's one of my favourite moves. That. I love it.
0: I also love it. It's it's really good for the core as well, isn't it? Um, I can do significantly less weight though so i also do do seated varieties like on a seated shoulder press with dumbbells i can do 30 kg for like maybe eight or ten standing standing with dumbbells i only do like maybe 22s or something which is significantly less isn't it so i think they've both got advantages and disadvantages
1: oh 100 and then if you have if you ever tried a, a single a standing single dumbbell
0: no to, no to be honest i haven't i don't ever think That's i've really true. tried that
1: that'll, that'll humble you because if you can do, um, what did you say that you can do, um, two uh, with, with two dumbbells standard?
0: Probably 20s or 22s for 10.
1: It'll be you, you. You kind of think that you could do about half. It's 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 awful. It's awful. It's like it's like you pick it. You're picking up a weight you think you can use, and you're, and you're like, huh, huh. so for you to, if you just stand there and kind of brace your core so you're not leaning mm-hmm. and press up. You put it down and you're like, oh my god! I
0: I'm going to try, try that. I'm going to try that. That must great. be re- that must be really intense for awesome. shoulder stability yeah. and you you yeah. side core muscles. Especially,
1: especially if you stay nice and brace, so mm. you're not going like that. Especially if you just keep yourself straight, so you just awesome. I love it. It's one of, again one of my favorite overhead press exercises.
0: Mm absolutely excellent um what i wanted to do the reason i, I listed your accolades <laughs> there sir um i wanted to ask you how you do what you do because that is powerful you know to do all that stuff you help you're helping all these people you can run a marathon you're strong you are lean you're in shape you're a family man you've got you're spinning all these plates you've got a nice tan you're making me look pale on the camera it's ridiculous
1: listen I, I this, this, this it's just mic, don't worry don't
0: <laughs> so I, I want to know how we, what do you do for yourself to keep yourself, you're also motivating every single day. You make content basically every day and you're always motivating. So what are you doing yeah. for yourself to keep yourself this powerful?
1: Exactly what I help clients do. Everything that, everything that I help clients implement into their lives is, is the exact same stuff which I do every single day. The exact same stuff which I didn't used to do and then once I started to kind of find myself a little bit more and realizing that structure, realizing that um, acceptance, accepting that you can't have everything and you can't do everything. You can do certain things incredibly well, but if you try and spread yourself too thin, you're not going to be able to do it. So I just basically manage my time, manage my energy. I think managing your energy is, realizing that you have control of your own energy, I think is, is incredible. I think it's pretty, it's pretty game changing for when when men realize that you can actually choose how you feel. You don't, you, you don't have to, if you wake up in a shit mood, you don't have to continue in that shit mood. You know, you can change that. You can choose how you feel that that's game changing, I think. And that's, this is the stuff that I found out for myself and it's now things that I help guys do to kind of, uh, improve their own lives and live the life that will create the life that they want is what one of my clients said to me the other day.
0: I completely agree with, with you about what you've said there about energy levels, um, because people also ask me how I'm always up out on it and after it, always seeming motivated and doing all this exercise and helping all these people, et cetera. And I feel exactly like you, I feel half of it's physical. Half of it is what you put in is what you get out in terms of food hydration you content that you consume um effort that you put in the more effort you put in the more reward you'll get out in all these kind of different areas but also half of it's psychological i feel like it's also sometimes you feel how you allow yourself to feel sometimes i wake up tired uh, some, I, I'm not a historically a great sleeper, so sometimes I, I struggle to sleep throughout the night and then I wake up in the morning or I get up in the morning and I'm tired and my attitude towards it is well, literally, well that's a shame, isn't it, body, and I talk to myself in the third person, think if we're going to be so tired we should have got to goddamn sleep. I just tried for seven hours, you did nothing, so now we're going to have to deal with it, aren't we? And we power on. Anyway, and, and there's science showing that as well in sleep science, that if you... I remember some specific study, and I'm going to butcher it and not get the specifics right. But um, they made some people sleep for a short amount of time in a room that had like no windows or clocks, so they didn't. The people didn't know how long they'd been asleep. Um, in in both of these groups, one group. Um, they told them that they'd only slept five hours or a short amount of time. The other group, they they also slept a short amount of time, but they told them that they'd slept the full length of time. And then the people who'd been told that they had a good night's sleep felt better on and performed better on all the tests that they did, and the people who'd been told that they kind of should be tired because, oh, yeah, you didn't sleep very long. So then they believed it and went with it.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's called uh, perceptual variance, isn't it? It's how you.
0: I have you, no idea. Please inform how, me what it is.
1: <laughs> how you perceive any event is going to dictate your actions and your thoughts and your behaviours around that event. It's mm. why you can put two people in the same situation and they become two completely different outcomes. It's why some people. Some, it's the whole glass is half full, glass is half empty kind of thing in a in a kind of better way. Yeah. Perceptual variance is your perception of any event, which is going to dictate your outcomes. So if something happens, you you perceive what's happened, you process it, and then you your actions after that will be based on how you perceive it. If you perceive it good or bad, if you perceive, if you've been told you've not had enough sleep and you go, actually, that does make sense. I feel a bit, I feel a bit fucked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But if someone says, no, 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 you had a great sleep. Like, actually, I do feel fucking good. I feel great. So it's how you how you perceive any event.
0: Yeah, it's like sometimes it's not what happens to you; it's how you take it and what you do from there. I really like thought,
1: you- your, thought, your thoughts around it. Um, I can't remember. It was one of the one of the Stoics said um, something along along those lines, and, and it was something like it's. We it's, uh, I think it was Seneca said we suffer more in imagination. So that's it's what it's how, we, how we think how we think things are that dictate what we do about it.
0: Yeah, that's a classic of anxiety, isn't it? Anxiety is thoughts of the future becoming overwhelming and yeah. often, often negative. Uh,
1: yeah, impact. anxiety. Yeah, anxiety is just you basically worrying about something that's not happened. So you you've created a fictitious ending to an issue. And
0: sometimes something when it happens. gets to there, that doesn't even occur. And sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it was all worry for nothing. Sometimes life is
1: going wrong. Hundred percent. Like Seneca like said, we suffer more in imagination. The majority of time, we think oh no, my God, 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 they're going to go mad. That's going to be awful. And then you start concocted lies and you start concocting stories. And then you kind of get into the office and they just go, oh, okay, don't do it again. And you're like, oh my God, I thought I was going to get sacked. I thought I was going to get this, that and the other, but it's just perceptual variance the way you perceive any event.
0: Yeah, I like that. I liked what you said about the um, thoughts versus actions as well, because it's kind of like our... Emotional state determines the thoughts that we have, and then the thoughts that we have determine the actions that we make, and then the actions that we make determine the results that we get. And we don't have full 100% control over every single variable in life. It's not something that you can fully control. Mm -hmm. But with focus and attention and time and effort and energy, you can definitely make impacts in any of those areas, really. You, You can help your emotions and you can do positive things which will impact your thought patterns and then the decisions you make and all downstream into more positivity. Absolutely for sure. Another question I would have for you is how many milligrams of testosterone and how many protein shakes and how how many IU of vitamin D three do you think I would need to take, Danny, to be as powerful as you?
1: <laughs> how many IU of vitamin D three? Yes,
0: yeah, injectable now, isn't it? <laughs> is it injectable? I don't know. Yeah. I have the I have the well, breath spray. They, they sell it, don't they? Uh, in
1: salons and health spas they do uh iv vitamins don't they
0: iv oh um, yes this is a big thing with like celebrities in america isn't it
1: yeah yeah um uh, vitamin b12 is, is is another one is it yeah but they do you can go to you can go to clinics i'm sure it's incredibly expensive you can go to clinics and, and just kind of lie there and get like a multivitamin iv straight
0: in yeah, people say there's benefits of this. I only hear about rock stars doing it, though. They want to stay up all night and take lots of drugs and then not die. <laughs> so they just mainline vitamins straight into the system.
1: It sounds very American.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not fully aware of the effectiveness of that, are you?
1: Probably not. It's probably just a multivitamin in a fancy package, isn't it? It's probably no mm.
0: different at all. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I know a lot about nutrition, but there's still a lot of sketchiness. And I know you do too, because we've got the same nutrition qualification, haven't we, the Mac Nutrition? Um, there's still a lot of unknowns um, about vitamins, isn't there? Like they've, they've even yeah, had sketchy. to. Yeah, they've even had to change it from RDA, recommended daily allowance, to what is it now? NRV or something, nutrient reference value. Because uh, okay. now, now they've had to get rid of all the recommendations for how much of each vitamin you should take because it's turning out, the more we look into it, oh, different people need all different levels and we're not entirely sure what any of them really do. Every year they discover that more of them do more things. It used to be like vitamin D for your bones and flipping yeah, yeah, yeah. zinc for testosterone and now it's not. The list is becoming like 10,000 things long of what everything does. Yeah. So crazy.
1: Because people want to know now, don't we? People people don't want to just be told this is good for it because people will go, why? How come? Why? I hope I hope and they do because I love
0: being quizzed. We I hope they don't do. know
1: now. We don't, we don't really know. Okay, so we can't say that anymore. So we'll have to we'll have to change everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it when when people ask why. Um, I feel like it's very empowering for them, and that's one of our jobs, isn't it? That's one of the things that we try and do as nutrition <laughs> educators to try and teach people what we know so that they can implement it into their lives. So I love that. What I've actually brought you here to. Steal then Danny if it's okay is your fat loss knowledge because like you are a high perform we kind of do the same thing but in different ways and with different people like you said you're a high performance coach for males um mm-hmm. i mostly do weight management and weight loss help mostly for females 90 percent mm-hmm. or more of all of my clients are females i do coach males as well um but they're just not generally the people that come to me um but i know that part of what you do with people is also weight loss and nutrition and weight management as part of high performance is that right
1: 100 mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 I think with any, if you kind of, if you if you're trying to improve anything in someone's life, I think if you can improve their nutrition, if you can bring their um, body composition to a more favourable, more for, optimal level, everything improves. Everything.
0: Yeah, health markers, energy levels, feelings of well-being. Etc. Yeah. Many, ma- ago, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, what I would like to talk about today is your top three tips for fat loss or weight management. This is the knowledge I've come to steal from you, sir. Both for both for my personal interest. I'm trying to ask different fitness professionals about what they teach their clients, in case I can learn stuff, because I'm trying to do the best I can for my people, but also for my audience, they've probably heard enough goddamn tips from me. I mean, I've made more than, I don't even know, thousands of videos, hundreds or thousands of hours of content, it must be, giving out my tips. So now I'm branching out and trying to steal some from some of the best fitness professionals in the world. So here we go, sir. Do you feel, do you feel prepared to give me the top three tips? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think I'm ever prepared, but let's go.
0: <laughs> so, what are the if you can narrow it down to three, then what would be the top three things that you would either I don't know tips, tricks, tactics, tools that you yeah, use with since, people or that you would recommend?
1: Since we spoke the other day, I've been I've been uh, pontificating long and hard on this because it's difficult because everybody's different, aren't they? Everybody is uh, at a different kind of stage in their journey generally when they come to me anyway so three things which i have found to be very very effective with people one of the first things is adding some form of structure to someone's life bringing their life into just a little bit of order i found that People who live in chaos, people who've got no kind of um structure to their day, they tend to wing everything. They have no plan. They have well they have they have nothing. So what I found is even implementing something as simple as, right, I want us to start getting up at the same time every single day. Rather than getting up at seven o'clock one day. Eight o'clock the next day, staying in bed till midday of the weekend, bringing a, just a, a small amount of structure to the day. It kind of it give it generally gives people something to cling to, and something that they can kind of build on. Because it's like, right, okay, I'm up at seven o'clock. Okay, what am I going to do now? Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm going to uh, I'm going to start looking at implementing some form of kind of morning routine instead of getting up in the morning five seconds before they're doing work throwing a piece of toast down the neck putting the doing the tie as they're kind of driving to work if you can kind of bring a little bit of calm and a little bit of uh, presence to someone's morning they generally the rest of the day will kind of fall into place if you start the day in chaos and madness you're going to be chasing your ass for the rest of the day whereas if you can get up have a shower have a nice little bit of breakfast. Have a chilled out coffee. Mm-hmm. See your kids. Spend some family time. Take a breath, and then start the day. This is something that we can kind of build on. So when we go right, okay, you, we've uh, we've managed to implement a small amount of structure today. What do you think you're going to have for your breakfast? Well, I normally have um, a Mars bar and a Red Bull. Why do you do that?
0: <laughs> <Because> Probably <Hopefully> not.
1: <laughs> I'm driving it Ninety mile an hour down the motorway to get to work. Okay, so what are you going to do now? I think I'm going to have some breakfast with my kids. Fucking brilliant. We're, we're bringing in stuff that benefits them, and whenever whenever we start looking at kind of to 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 change something that someone's doing, if there are benefits to it, if there, and what quite often happens to me is after a few weeks, guys will go, "Hey, my wife's noticed a massive difference. You know, she she's like she's like mega impressed that, and I'm I'm like." I'm involved in the family. I'm involved in, I get the kids breakfast in the morning and it's like, how do you feel about that? Oh, I feel fucking great. You know, I feel really sad. I feel like, uh, I feel like I know what's going on in my kids' lives now. Oh, that's, that's cool, man. What else are you going to do? I don't know. I think I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to finish work early. I'm going to go watch and play footy as well. Oh, amazing. So just these little kind of tweaks and these little um, changes, they generally kind of uh, snowball, or is that the right word, into other areas of the life, and then it's like, oh, I've done this. Oh, I feel great, and getting up at seven o'clock in the morning. What else going to do? I think I'm going to go for a walk. I think I'm going to walk to the shop and get some milk every morning. Oh, amazing! How do you think that's going to be? Oh, I think I think I feel good. So it's all. Whenever I work with people, I like uh, I like to involve them in the planning process rather than just say, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, and then you're doing this like to involve them in, in creating because they, they're creating the life that they want and when they have um a say in it it gives them it makes them empowered then it makes them go hey I, i'm making all these decisions i feel fucking brilliant so that's that would be one of the first things that i kind of like doing i look at look at look at how their day is set up how their week is set up and just bring a little bit of order to it i
0: so understand amazing so you're starting i love so many things about what you just said so you're starting to build positive habits and positive routines for people and building momentum that's what you said about that snowball i love that start start on one little thing just got to take that first step forward it's like starting off on a bike the first one's a bit of a shove but then you go in oh it's not bad it's not as long as we it's not bad let's keep going let's keep moving forward i love that i loved how you also related it to real life actual tangible, noticeable benefits. That's what I always try and do as well. Like people come to me, they they say, the words that come out of their mouth is, I would like to lose weight but not really, is it? They don't really want to lose weight. They just want to be slimmer. Why do they want to be slimmer? Because they either want to be healthier or happier. Because the the weight in some way is getting in the way of how they feel right now or who they are or where they want to be and and where they would prefer to be or how they want to feel or who they want to be. And there's just this weight management issue that's just in the way, but really what the actual person's goal- A A lot
1: of it's what you've just said there, A lot of it's to do with identity as well. A lot of it's to do with their, their own image of themselves. They, they, unfortunately the choices they've made over the last can be 10, 15, 20 years, uh, cumulatively the choices they've made, the lifestyles, the habits have brought them to this place where they low self-esteem. They don't like what they see in the mirror, the negative self-talk they kind of, they, um, they joke with their friends, uh, about the, about their size so then their subconscious goes well if you keep telling me that I'm overweight if you keep telling me that I haven't got any motivation if you keep telling me that that I'm a waste of space how does how does that person act okay so if that's the person I am I'm gonna start acting like that person and I'm gonna start and I'm not and I'm not gonna do any exercise and I, I am gonna stay in bed late and I, and if I, if I'm, if I'm this unhealthy person, this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save it without, without being horrible. If I'm this person, I'm going to behave like this person because that's what, that's how they identify the way that they talk to themselves and the way that they tell people, Oh God, I'm such a lazy bastard. Oh God. Oh God. I, oh, I can't stop eating me. It's like all these things that you're saying, you're vocalizing them and you are, that's your identity. So when we start, and I think it's it's exactly what you've just said then, we start looking at how they identify themselves. We can start changing that, changing identity. They start getting better. I don't know. Have I just gone off on a big fucking tangent?
0: Nope, not even slightly. Um, and I... I know that you, like like you saying, you were you were you were talking about a very sensitive subject, and you are a very straight-talking person, and I've brought you here expecting that <laughs> because I know you say how it is, and I like that. I think that's great. What you're talking about there is self-esteem, isn't it? You're talking because self-esteem is how somebody feels about themselves and when we were talking about positive momentum what you were just talking about is negative momentum which is also a real thing and it can be a very dangerous slippery slope after somebody lets themselves down once you know if they say oh i'm going to do this but you don't even have to say it to somebody else it's not always about letting other people down sometimes it's about letting yourself down you think or you know i should be doing this you might even say to yourself tomorrow i'm going to get up at this time or i'm going to eat this thing or i will go for a walk or i will do that positive thing and then if you don't you let yourself down, and the problem with that is nothing happens. So there's actually no negative outcome of it, and then that that makes it easier next time to let yourself down again because you get used. You, oh, you, can, get, you more, can start getting used to letting yourself you do it, down.
1: Yeah, the more times you do it, the more times, the more, the more times you don't do what you said you were going to do, the easier it becomes.
0: To keep, to keep not doing it, doesn't it? And then if, if it gets to the point yeah, where it builds the
1: way- I, away, it yesterday. I do it today. didn't do it the day before, not could do it today. Am I going to do it tomorrow? Probably not. And then that's when you it's really difficult to kind of pull yourself back, which is why you know, we do what we do.
0: You're exactly right, because if it gets to the point where somebody doesn't even believe what they say in their own mind they're going to do, that's what poor and low self-esteem is, because they don't even believe in themselves at this point. That's where most people, only in a dietary sense- only, only to do with the weight loss. I'm not saying that in other areas of their life, they've not got things sorted because I'm, they, they do, they do. But in the people come to see me with very poor, what I call dietary self-esteem, just in that specific area of their life, they've tried so many different diets and told themselves they're going to stick to it. And this time I'll do it. And this time I'll be different. Or they've said I'll start on Monday, but they don't. Or oh, they'll say I'll get to it after the holiday. And they just don't. And it just goes on again and again and again and again and again until the dietary self-esteem is just actually just non-existent and they, they, they come they come to me expecting literally that they will fail my fat loss program as well. So many people who've succeeded have told me that. They thought, oh yeah, I just keep seeing this guy's videos on Facebook and he won't shut up about it. So I thought, I'm gonna to have to give it a try just so that I can say that I've tried and failed that one too. <laughs> so I have to- that's the
1: thing, people, they try all these programs, we call them surface level solutions. They try all these um, free diet plans off the internet and uh, YouTube workout videos. They, they they try all this low in low barrier to entry stuff, so that one they can feel slightly that they're no 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 I, I'm doing all I can I'm I'm trying to do this. I'm just come I'm, I'm I'm I am trying I'm trying my hardest I'm trying my best, and then they can kind of say to other people, "Well, I'm doing this plan. I'm I'm, I'm following this plan, and nothing's happening." but they won't commit to anything deeper. They won't commit to anything more um, more rigorous, because exactly what you've just said, they've tried it that many times that their subconscious, their ego doesn't believe in them. They, they, they won't, it won't let them succeed.
0: You know, I think the irony of that is, I love what you said, but I think the irony of that is, the thing that they think, the thing that they should actually commit to, the thing that you said is more rigorous, I think it's actually less rigorous. I think any of the high performance habits that you are getting your guys to do and any of the things I get my people to do, my weight loss ladies, let's say in general, is not as hardcore as the Cambridge diet or flipping going on only slim fast shakes or any of this bullshit. Which you only, your, your habit you mentioned was try and get up at the same time every day. It's not Armageddon. Is it, What do you mean? No. This is easy totally habit. You're, you're starting people off on something that's easy to achieve, but it makes a massive difference. You're looking yeah. at that work-to-reward ratio and getting it perfectly. So people think, oh, if I come to Danny Wilson, oh, he's going to make me – or maybe they do, I'm imagining.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, well, if, is, if you see me running marathons, they go, Fuck that, I'm not running a marathon
0: exactly they might be thinking you're going to I don't know whip them into shape or make them you're going to torture them you gonna make them do all this awful stuff I don't know what people think before they come to see me what I'm going to get them to do but I'm going to get them to do nutritionally exactly the same as you do in lifestyle in general I'm looking for just one or two little easy habit changes I'm assessing lifestyle and diet overall I've got six main principle areas that I look at with people so I'm assessing them in roughly six ways and I'm going to pick just one of them with them even they can pick it themselves if they want but looking for any little positive change that's going to start stepping us forward and then we'll just assess and adjust and we'll just build, 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 build. And people are really scared of this <laughs> but it's it's easier. It's the easy way. You know
1: that, that brings us beautifully on to my next point. Lovely. What a segue. And um, so going off, you know, kind of going on with what we've just been saying there about people thinking that they're going to have to give up this, give up that, can't do this, got to do this. Fucking big long list. We we call it shrinking the change. So we know. Um, let's look at kind of fat loss. You know, in this kind of context, we know that your overall goal, Mister Jenkins, <laughs> is you want to lose five stone. You know that if you lose five stone, your sex life will improve with your wife. You'll be able to run around um, after your kids. You will be able to wear a Hugo Boss suit and it's gonna look fantastic. You will not be stood on, uh, stood in front of your staff at a quarterly uh, meeting, sweating your balls off. Everything's gonna improve if we lose that five stone. However, five stone, fuck, that sounds like, a—that's that's like terrifying. So if we kind of push that aside a little tiny bit and we look at what we can do every single day cumulatively that are going to build up to getting us to that five stone weight loss. So we got, we've got, we got, we go from kind of, to, we call them process goals. So we go, right, you need to lose five stone. what can we do every single day that's incredibly simple, not overwhelming and not daunting? And let's look at what we can improve all the time. That's the, the, that's the, the way that I kind of do it with clients is we will look at, We'll shrink the change down. Yes, you need to lose five stone. However, if we can change a couple of things, a couple of habits, a couple of behaviours each week, cumulatively, we we could possibly change 30 or 40 habits. We can implement 30 or 40 different things. So we'll go, right, you need to lose five stone. Do you think if we add protein with every meal, that's going to kind of benefit? Uh, Yeah, I think it will do, yeah okay so let's forget about the five stone and for this week let's look at building every single meal that you have around a protein source can you do that yeah i reckon yeah and so we'll go what are you going to have um and then we'll go through a list of proteins okay so when you're going to have that okay i think i'm going to have eggs for my breakfast cool how are you going to cook them i'm going to scramble amazing what else are you going to do oh, i'm going to have chicken uh, and pita for me lunch okay cool you're going to have any salad on it I am, yeah. What are you going to have in it? I'm going to have tomatoes. I'm going to have lettuce. Oh, great! How much are you going to have? We'll have? Loads. Oh, brilliant! What are you going to have for your tea? So then together we're looking at all we're doing is we're adding protein. We're not taking anything away. We're adding protein to everything that they eat. We've that's one process goal that we know if we do that every single day from now until we get to the five stone loss, boom, um, we've done it. But it's not daunting. We're just we're doing what we what what we always do. Um, So process goals along the way for everybody, the different, you know, some people, um, some people drive the kids to school. Could you think you could walk your kids to school? Might take you an extra 10 minutes. Yeah, okay, I could do that. All right, okay, sounds so that's what, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. So that's like a 20-minute walk every day. Yeah, I could do that, you know, you know, rather than say you need to go and do 20 minutes cardio. Oh, I can't do 20 minutes cardio. You can walk your kids to school. Oh yeah, I could oh easy, do that, easy. And then they start going, yeah, oh defo, I could defo do that. So we're shrinking the change. So we've we've gone from a daunting, horrible, scary, gotta lose five stone to can scramble eggs for breakfast every day? Do, 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 do you get me? Do you do, do you understand what I'm saying? That's it's that's process goals versus outcome goals. Game changer. Complete, not a game changer
0: it's amazing and i can also see very intelligently what you've done with your answer to this question where you're going with the one two three because you're not really giving I don't know. You're not giving specifics. You're giving underarching principles that people can use no matter what their goals are or who they are. Like everybody can look at the structure. Everybody can understand what their outcome goal is, which might be weight loss or slimming or health improvement. Or or for you, for your guys as well, it might be better energy levels, better performance, maybe family goals.
1: They've got uh, got a big, uh, maybe they work for um, a big uh, international company and in six months' time, They've been, they're very good at what they do, but they've been invited to America to, and this is, I'm talking about clients I've worked with. Uh, they've been invited to America and they've got to stand on stage and they've got to, uh, they've got to address the American um, element of, of the company. But the fire's don't overweight. They sweat too much. They get nervous. They don't look good in a Hugo Boss suit. So everything that we do dick, 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 leads up to their goal is I want to stand on that stage in Chicago and speak confidently. So you can you can apply shrinking the change to, to kind of to pretty much everything. You know, process goals versus outcome goals. Magical.
0: Yeah. So people need to be thinking about what the what the actual outcome that they want to achieve is. That's your long term perhaps. Yeah internal and external yeah. motivation. Yeah. So but then you need to really break that down.
1: Do yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: We need to break that down into easy you, you, you mentioned easy, manageable, achievable, little yeah. tiny daily steps and habits. And then you don't forget about your long term goal. You keep that in your peripheral yeah, still, vision. Because you, ne- you need you need to know there. where you're heading. Yeah,
1: of course. It's still there, but we know that if I do the if I do this every day, this is going to happen. Great.
0: I explain this to my members, like, because some of them feel, some people come to me with 10 or 15 stone to lose, literally, yeah. and they feel like it's an absolutely. Insurmountable obstacle, like it's it's just an absolute mountain that they've got to climb. And so I I say to them, okay, if it does feel like a mountain you've got to climb, how would you climb a mountain? You'd keep the end goal in your peripheral vision because you need to know roughly which direction you're heading. Yeah, yeah, but you need to you need to focus on the ten meters in front because it's a very slippy journey. There's crevasses, there's pitfalls, and you're gonna you're gonna slip and you're gonna fall and it's not gonna go. You can't just stare at the top and start walking. That's not how you get up a mountain. You have to break it down into sections and segments, and there's even base camps, and we'll have to stop and take a rest <laughs> it's a correct analogy <laughs> honestly <laughs> honestly i loved what you said there as well um if i could because i think it's identical to how my fat loss program works so I, I could give you and the listeners a little bit of insight into how it actually works because i love what you said there about breaking it down into small manageable achievable chunks do you know um michael ledbetter from the company habitry no not familiar with him Okay. um, This is the guy that taught me most of the stuff that um, I know about habit change psychology and making successful change with people. Um, I found out about him. I found out about him through lift the bar um, and what he recommended that we do and what science recommends so then what we do on the six steps of slim program is we set 90 percent achievable goals and this is how we rebuild people's self-esteem like we spoke about earlier so people come to me expecting that they're going to fail but i decide every like like you do i decide every single goal with not for my members so i don't tell them the changes they're that's, going
1: to make that's key. With, with is key
0: yeah we work together as a team because i have my yeah. ideas of what might be good but i've barely even met this person how do i know what they can implement into their life I can't, I'm not flipping predicting the future. I don't, I know what they could do, but I don't know what they can do. They know what they can do. They, they can look at a series of goals that they could pick from and know which ones sound awful, which ones they've tried before. No, that sounds terrible. These couple over here don't sound too bad though. So we start, okay, so we decide some goals together, but then I ask them every single time, especially at the beginning of the process, are you 90% or more sure that you can achieve this over the next week? Because we just do weekly Little small manageable goals. If they go, mm, swear, we're not doing it. That's that's not the that's not the correct goal. I want I want them to go. What? Of course I can do yeah. that. Are you, are you kidding? Yeah. I want, to, I want him to say what? Of course that's that's the easiest thing. I say good. <laughs> Message me when you've done it. <laughs> and then and it's, if if we do that process, it's a it's ninety percent sure that every single person will achieve every single goal that we set so they can think they're going to fail they can but they won't it's 90 percent success rate and then they'll after a few little a few weeks of it there might be easy goals but they're actually achieving something and they're doing it i've told them to do something they've told themselves they're going to do something and they actually did it <sighs> see now we're rocking and rolling now we're building now we're moving forward aren't we so we do 90 percent achievable goals like that and found it very effective i love it out of the um habit changes that we mentioned, you know, like you mentioned protein intake. I know you were just plucking one out, but it's an excellent example. Um, for nutrition, my program's called Six Steps to Slim because there's six areas that people can pick their goals from. Um okay of maximum effectiveness one one is called mindful eating but it's about calorie control overall so they can adjust the calories of their diet in some way that's effective for weight loss there's movement and exercise they can choose habits for movement or exercise if they want there's healthy eating habits so like increasing fruit and veg and fiber and food quality and stuff like mm. that The fourth one is snacking or stress management, like a a little dual psychology section there because those things go together. Then the fifth one is protein intake, like you mentioned, excellent area to work on. And the sixth one is the liquids that they consume and it's down to like oils and lattes and alcohol and hydration and stuff like this. So my fat loss program is literally, as you've described, I teach people and show people in multiple different ways. There's these six areas you can pick from. These are your rough habits of effectiveness, which ones sound good to you? And they're like, oh, these ones don't sound bad. And I think, all right then out of, if, 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 if they picked healthy eating, we can open the healthy eating box and see some actual daily, you could eat more vegetables, you could add more fruit, we could look at your breakfast, you could start adding in smoothies, you could do this, you could do that, we could reduce snacks, we could reduce junk food, you know there's like flipping literally 30 actual process goals that they can pick from, and then I just want them to pick one that sounds decent to them, and then we go and we just start building. And this is how people go around the education of my program and pick out their own goals to sort of like build their own little daily habit checker where they've, they've picked their own goals out of it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so, sounds good.
0: So your first tip was structure and I loved it. I loved your examples as well. You seem big on morning routines, is that right?
1: Huge, huge, I think. It's, it's really weird because morning routines, they tend to, and I know that it's marketing that that's the thing, because I understand marketing fully enough. You've got hero marketing, hero and villain marketing. So I am, I am big into morning routines, but there are a lot of um, personal trainers and coaches out there who do nothing but slag off morning routines. Is there? Um, Who
0: are these people? Oh, this, following this, this online,
1: but, but I understand it because mark marketing is talking to a specific person. If if there is a person out there who goes, oh, I want to do this, but fucking I don't want to do a morning routine. And then they go on social media <laughs> and see someone go, You don't need a morning routine. It's like oh, oh they'd love it. Yeah. Oh. So it's so it's 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 talking to a specific person. It's slimming
0: worlds. You can eat whatever you want, and you'll still lose yeah, weight. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just, it's just, it's, and it, I, and I don't get triggered by it. But you know, a lot of the stuff that I put up, people get triggered by because I'll, um, I'll talk about not using my fitness pal. I'll say, don't use my fitness pal it's shit. and shit, and because I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking to a person who doesn't want to track calories. So then you will get a load of fit pros will be like, oh, that's ridiculous. You can't say that, Like, I ain't talking to you. Don't worry about it. It, does, it, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I ain't trying to talk to you. You, you, you track calories, not, you're going to crack on, it's cool. person I'm talking to doesn't want to, therefore they hear me talk about it and go, wow, I'm going to listen to this guy. I'm going to see what this guy's going to say. Different so, people, say, different tools, different target markets. Yeah, I get it. And because I understand it, it I just don't get triggered by stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. You know, you you do you. You talk about the things that you want to talk about and you be successful in what you do. I'll do what I do. Amazing. But I think morning routines, if you can start the day with some form of, again, we go back to structure and order. If you can start the day in the right place, everything's going to generally fall into place. So I like to, I'll do a little bit of prompted journaling. I'll get up at the same time every day. I don't use an alarm. Um, I get up, I wake up at about quarter past half past six every day and get up. No problem at all. Dead easy. Up. Uh, I'll do a little bit of prompted journaling. I'll watch something inspiring on YouTube. Um, something, whatever my kind of area of interest is at the time, I'll kind of watch it. So then I'm starting my day, stimulating my brain. And then, um, sometimes I'll train. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of breath work and then that's my, day then I'm like right this is my time I have set myself up kids will get up I give them the breakfast take them to school and I'm ready to go because I've started with a little bit of with some clarity I've started by writing down everything that I want to do in the day read my reasons why what happens if I don't who needs me to do this and my day flows and anyone that I've helped implement this have gone do you know what getting up half an hour before the kids has like literally changed my life because up until then, they like the kids will be getting them up, and that's not the way it should be. You should be up, you should be up and ready. So then you say, "Take sure your kids, to your breakfast, and everything's great."
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I am big on the morning routine in my life as well. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this book? I think that's backwards to you on the camera, but it's the No, it's a Miracle
1: Morning. No, I've not. I've not. I've, I, I, no, I. I've heard the saying, but I didn't know it was a book.
0: Yeah, and this is called "The Miracle Morning" by Hal Elrod, um, and it's really good, actually. I I read this book, and it's it's all about exactly like you're saying, setting up a morning routine and how this can have beneficial impacts in your life. And when I read this book, I thought I can see I've highlighted in it, like I was trying my best. Um, when I read this book, I thought that's way too intense, you know, because I feel like what people people get overwhelmed by this kind of stuff, and I did at the beginning as well. What what happened is that 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 book kicked me off thinking about, oh, I really should get a better morning routine, then I would wake. Up better and have better energy levels and have set myself up for the day better but i thought oh my god that sounds like too much hard work i can't do this 11 flipping step process that this guy's recommending and when you go through what you do then you're like oh i wake up i journal i do this i do that i do the other thing i do the other thing it sounds like too much but what people don't understand is the first thing that you said is you just pick you just start with one and it just starts yeah. with the time that you get up even it doesn't it doesn't even matter what you do after that even if you just mill around at least you're up for longer At least like you said, you're not just getting up half an hour before you've got to get out the door. And you haven't even had, we wonder why you haven't woke up properly. You haven't hydrated, you haven't had times, you haven't stretched your legs, you haven't been for a walk, got any sunlight in your eyes. You know, you just, I'm still groggy after half an hour and I'm supposed to be young, fit and healthy. After half an hour, after I wake up, I'm still groggy. It's fine. I don't get up half an hour before I've got to do anything. I get up at an appropriate time. Hydrate, shower, eat, stretch my legs, maybe go for a walk, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, getting get some form of um, sunlight, natural light in the eyes first thing in the morning is crucial.
0: Yeah, it wakes up your system, doesn't it? It's the exact opposite thing where now, like, mobile phones have got built into them, like night shift mode, isn't it, where it removes the blue light a little bit and sort of sepia tones the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get this automatically on your laptops and stuff because it's removing the blue light because that's sort of one of the signals when that when blue light hits your eyes to sort of be awake until it like signals wakefulness so then towards the end yeah. of the evening mm-hmm. people are t- people are taking blue, out blue light aren't they
1: blue light stops you secreting uh, melatonin so mm-hmm. it's you you're kind of exposed to blue light all day and then when it starts to go dark that's when your brain goes "Ooh, must be nighttime so then it starts to secrete melatonin melatonin then basically starts off the sleep race but if you're looking at your laptop till midnight. And if you're looking at your, if you're like this with your phone mm. till midnight, you, 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 the melanopsin in your eyes is it's it's sensing light, so it's like it's like well it's, it's not nighttime. We don't it's need to go to sleep. It's
0: daytime, yeah, it makes sense. But you can so that sounds like a detriment. But what we're talking about is the opposite benefit of specifically on purpose blasting exactly. preferably morning. natural light into your yeah. eyes to have the opposite wakefulness effect, which is so, great yeah. in the morning. Yeah. People, um, often say to me, you're always up early and out and motivated and looking well at like flipping seven in the morning. That's because I get up at half five and. Hydrate drink by the time I see people at seven eight or nine if it's nine o'clock and people are like oh You're looking spry at this time in the morning. I've been up flipping four hours at this point I've done half an hour of yoga. I've drank two cups of coffee three glasses of water Had some flipping protein been for a walk answered emails <laughs> You know tidied up emptied the dishwasher from the night before I've done like 79 things But and that's my morning routine You know, all those things. Then we're ready to start the day. And it really does help. 100%
1: man, you need it. I need it, I need to do it. It's my my time in the morning, my hour in the morning. 45 minutes to an hour, generally, before the kids get up.
0: I also need it as well, I also need it. And I I loved when you were talking um, about this morning routine as well, right at the beginning. I love how how many times you've mentioned children because I don't have children. I actually can't have children, not that that's important, so it's not that I don't want children, I actually just can't have children. But when I talk about things like this, people always hit me back with, yeah, but you don't have children, so you don't understand. And I think, yes, I fucking know, I know I haven't got children for the love of the world, but you, Mr. Danny Wilson, you do have children, so get them told. You, you tell people, please, how they can make it work, even though they've got children, because you are a good father that can also run marathons and you also run your own business and all this shit at once. Think good. Set them on fire. Fucking get them told.
1: <laughs> so it's come just, up- again, it it comes down to identity, doesn't it? It comes down to focusing on the things that you that you can't do rather than focusing on things that you can do. So people, I think people use it as a cop out, which is which is it's not quite child abuse, but it's a bit tight, isn't it? Blaming your kids for absolutely everything.
0: Some people's kids are terrors. <laughs> Some people's kids are literally terrors, but. Um... I don't know, I just feel like I, I don't really feel like I can comment on those areas really specifically. Um because I don't understand. And yeah. maybe we'll never be able to understand. So it's difficult for me to feel like I can really I don't know, get into those kind of subjects. People always just immediately hit me back with you don't understand though. And I think, all right, I probably don't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I, but again, but I also think that's a cop out. I also think when someone says you've got you've not got kids, you don't know, I'm,
0: well,
1: that's it's not well, necessarily
0: that that's true that's arguing like ad hominem isn't it that's arguing against me not the argument just because i don't necessarily have something doesn't mean i don't understand it exactly right no knowledge is not it's
1: it's them it's them getting offended it's them being ashamed of their own behaviors so that they they just go the easiest thing to you it's them knowing full well that they absolutely should be doing a little bit more but they blame their kids and then when you, not so much call them out on it, but when you say, uh, why do you get a little bit of a morning routine going? Straight away, their subconscious goes, fuck, fuck, he's on to us, he's on to us, he's on to us, he's on to us, uh, uh, shout at him, shout at him. And then they go, oh, you've not got kids. And it's like, oh, why the fuck did I say that? You know, it's, it's whenever, whenever people start talking like that, it's generally a reflection of themselves. It's generally a, fl- a reflection of, fuck, this guy absolutely knows what he's talking about and I've got no argument, so I'm just going to, I'm just gonna shout and scream bullshit.
0: <laughs> I understand. Um, I really like what you what you're saying there about perspective as well, because a lot of, a lot of people also come to me though because they want to be healthier for their children. So it's not like oh. having children holds everyone back, or it's not like everybody with children has a bad life, or there's no healthy people that have got children. None of these things are true. There's loads of people that exercise, like you. You do it all at once, but there's loads of people that do all these different things while having children, and I really love it when obviously i coach mostly ladies when they come to me because like you said they want to run around with the kids they want to be able to yeah. help them better in the morning they Huge. don't want to feel like crap getting up in the morning when they've got to try and help other people and then get everybody ready and then off to school and then they, they need to have energy levels to deal with all that oh, oh you've got to look after all these people and sometimes mm-hmm. your husband as well sometimes he's an arsehole <laughs> you need energy levels for these things <laughs> so i love it when people use family as motivation because love's love might be the most Family's huge. I think anyone who's not
1: motivated by their, by their kids or wanting to lead their kids down the, the right path. I just, if that's something I'm like, wow, that's just, I just, don't, I just don't get it. You know, I just don't get why you wouldn't want to be the best version of yourself so you can lead your kids. So you can, you you, you can be a shining example to how you're supposed to behave and you're supposed to act. So your really- kids went down the, the same kind of path, you know?
0: I really like what you've said there, that's an important point because kids don't always do what we say, but often we, they do what we do. Like I'm becoming more like my father, whether I like it or not. My mother will point it out, <laughs> she don't mind pointing it out, but I become more like my father as I age, whether I like it or not, you know. Um, this happens sometimes, so it is important, what you do does, it, does affect your children. They watch, they learn mm-hmm. like little sponges, aren't they? You can say don't do oh, it, yeah. but then if they see you doing it, how's that going to go down? Even in Would their mind, how's that going to go down, what's that teaching them?
1: Yeah. You try and try and tell your kids that they need to eat more veg, but you don't eat you don't eat any veg at all. I know people that don't I know grown ups that don't eat veg, but they'll be like, Oh, you you've got to, but then the kids are like going, hang on, dad, you don't eat any. You just eat orphan chips and chicken nuggets. Why 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 have I got to eat veg if you're not eating veg? You know, so you need to be an example, I think.
0: Yeah, it's trying to be a leader and not a manager, isn't it? Like managers tell people what to do but they don't do it. Leaders do it and then everybody else tries to do the same thing. And every, managers, no one likes managers because they just tell you what to do and if you always feel like they're on their high horse. If you're the leader though, if you're like, right, I'm going in, who's coming? Or you should yeah, yeah, come. Yeah. That's that's much, it's the it's against perspective. It's the same thing. Both both of them someone's in charge and other people are doing things, but one's a leader, he's a... you know, and one it's it's the same thing but just with a different perspective or even sometimes a different attitude towards the situation sometimes, isn't it? Totally What do you think about the third tip then? Do you have another one? We've gone structure. We've gone processed versus outcome goals and small achievable steps. Mm -hmm.
1: So this is a big one, I think. And if I think as soon as people realise this, it's a real penny drop moment. Exercise is not simply a means of expending energy. Exercise is not a way that you can right the wrongs of your shitty lifestyle. (laughs) Exercise is a beautiful expression of what you are capable of as a human. If you think that doing fucking two legs, bums and tums classes a week, whilst consuming your body weight in Domino's pizza is going to kind of make any difference. It's just not going to happen. So there's this negative kind of connotation when it comes to exercise. It's like they people force themselves to do it because they've got this negative view of it. They've got I'm only doing this to burn calories. I'm only doing this to get rid of this fucking pizza or or, or whatever. But as soon as you kind of flip the switch and go, No, I'm doing this so I can climb trees with me kids I'm doing this. So, um, I can, uh, I can carry the kids <laughs> if it's raining and I've got to run from the car, pick the kids up and, and run, run back into the house. You did your, your exercise to enhance your life, not as a punishment to, like I said, right the wrongs of a sh- bullshit lifestyle. I think as soon as you get that in your head, as soon as you start looking at exercise differently, it's an absolute game changer.
0: I think that's very powerful. I loved what you said there. I loved what you said about it being something like a beautiful expression of what you are capable of. Absolutely, man. That's amazing, isn't it? Because the human body is actually fascinating. Um,
1: Wow, it's a a wondrous thing. It's just incredible. The thing that we can do as humans, just phenomenal. Yet, you know, a lot of us spend time carrying way too much body fat, not doing anything not you know fucking running up mountains and walking up mountains and climbing trees and that's what we're made to do
0: around. isn't it there's a fantastic book called born to run that's what we're made to do humans yeah. are literally made to move we have the we have the shoulders the shape that we have so that we can throw things and move around we have the hips the shape that we have so that we can run it's because we're the upright man aren't we the long distance yeah. runner that's what yeah. we are as humans we're this shape to do that Definitely. Um, I've got one of my next podcasts that's coming up soon is with one of my Slum Society members. And this lady is absolutely amazing. Before she came to work with me, which now was a long time ago. It might've been like three or four years ago. She was using a wheelchair because she was in so much pain and there was extra body weight and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and just ill health and health issues. And just loads, she was just having a real struggle and a real bad time of it. And then literally, would it have been last weekend, she ran the Great North Run. Not only did she lose weight, but she's improved health. Imagine how how good your cardio got to be and how strong have your knees got to be. She went from a wheelchair to the Great North Run. And that, that just shows me the... And the, the capabilities of the human body, like it's gone to us. It can come back from that. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So I only tell that because some people might be thinking, oh, well, yeah, Danny, but I can't do any of those things because I'm in this position or that position or this and that position, if you're really screwed. And some people are, but you can still build from where you are. And honestly, if you start... There's
1: always can- something that you can do. Always, There's always something and the, what you've just said there is exactly right. Yeah, but Danny, I can't do this because of this, and I can't do this because of that. You're focusing on everything that you can't do. Your energy's in the wrong place. If you I put can, your energy in-
0: I can recommend a personal trainer that does armchair exercise as a speciality. So, you know, if, you, even, if you, even if someone's saying, yeah, but Connor and Danny, I can't even get up out of my chair that is okay because you can do body weight leg extensions, sticking your legs in and out, and we can give you little yeah. dumbbells, and you can start doing arm curls, and you can do neck exercises, and we can start practicing getting up out of the chair with yeah. assisted squats and stuff to get you up and moving. We can do it <laughs> if you can move even if you can't move at all. I'll let you off. Then I, I agree. Okay, if you can move yeah. a bit, then we can start to move more. <laughs>
1: I've, got, I've got a client who just does armchair um, tai chi. You just, just basically just, just to move. Inspiration.
0: Here we go. Just to move. We've seen people online like, as well. You've, we've all seen people doing pull ups when they're in a wheelchair. They just seat yeah. belt it in, start ragging it. I'm not saying everyone can do yeah. that, but some people can do that. With Paralympics, unbelievable. Definitely. Unbelievable Paralympics. Some people missing limbs and stuff, the fastest swimmers in the world. They'd they yeah. cane me. all. I'd get caned by all of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. insane.
1: It makes. The people's excuse is completely invalid doesn't it
0: it's fantastic isn't it it's fantastic it's better it's way better than the normal Olympics it's way more exciting <laughs> it's got way more variety <laughs> it's way more exciting I loved what you said as well about um, not exercising to burn calories because that's one of my big points which if there's flipping Slum Society listeners which there's going to be everybody knows this because I always teach that exercise is obviously a fantastic thing we've got two main tools that we can use for the things that I help people with which is like weight management and health improvement and they're, they're basically diet and movement or you know exercise and healthy eating whatever you want to call them and I I teach people the one 1,000 or 1 million benefits of exercise there's unbelievable amounts of benefits but burning calories not only like you're saying do people often do it as a negative thing it's not even that effective unless you're danny wilson and you can can run 20 miles then all right
1: you know what i actually did a video on this to the day about exercise for fat loss it doesn't doesn't
0: doesn't do anything doesn't doesn't do much does it it i would say on on average people could burn 500 calories in an hour running or something like that. But now the first question is, can you even run for an hour? Because most people that I coach can't. 100%. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not Danny 100%. Wilson, you can do 20 miles. Most people who come to see me, they can't do 5K. They don't, they don't even have the option to burn 500 calories. And then there's all this stuff yeah. about it making you hungry. And then there's uh, post-exercise energy compensation where people's movement habits after the exercise session due to tiredness and soreness it's reduce. So people's the, flipping step the, counts go an down really and then? stuff. So I always teach people Obviously exercise is amazing and it's the, like I told you about my six steps to slim, the six core habits. The first one's calorie control. So it's diet cause that's the most effective thing for weight loss. The second one movement. So I'm straight on it as the second most effective thing. I'm telling people let's get moving, let's get ex- exercising, 10,000 steps per day if you can, resistance training if you can, anything, anything. Sports, walk your dog, do walk the kids to school, powerful one from you. Anything, let's get going, let's get moving. But I also do inform them just like you. We're not really doing it to burn the calories. I tell them um, some of my members do calorie count but i tell them not to think about the calories that they're burning and i don't want you to start linking looking at your food intake and your exercise burn and then altering your food intake ba- based on the calories, like that you've calories that you burn
1: 2000 calories with half an hour hit class
0: yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> None of that's real. None of that's helpful. I don't I don't want you looking at your Apple Watch or the treadmill and telling me that it told you told you, you burned a thousand calories in an hour session, because no, you goddamn didn't. This is not real. It, <laughs> this is unfortunately. I wish it was real. I wish it was real, because if it, if it was real, if people could do legs, bums and tums and burn a thousand calories, I'd be like, go for it, Sandra. Let's rock and roll. Do five. We're <laughs> <laughs> losing one and a half pound extra per week. Let's go. Let's go. But it's not the case. You're doing more like... Two hundred calories in like a legs, bums, and tums, and then you're going to be hungry. You're going to be. I'm not saying not don't, don't yeah. do it because I obviously encourage people to exercise, but just I thought it was just a, an important point that I also instill that just burning oh, calories specifically then it's not the best.
1: The, the majority of those calories they're not going to come. Well, none of them are going to come from body fat. So it's you know depending on, especially if you're particularly unfit, you're going to be working at a higher intensity, which means you're going to be using carbs anyway. So More not, carbs, yeah. You're not even burning fat. So it's like. You know, I, and again, whenever I talk about it, I'm like, listen, I'm not telling you not to exercise. exercise. Yeah, because you run, you
0: run twenty miles and go to the gym all the time. So what you not Not to exercise. Exercise is a beautiful thing, but it's just not for a calorie thing, burn.
1: Yeah, if you think that you can exercise off that domino, large Domino's meat feast from last night, you ain't.
0: Better get walking, love. <laughs> off walking. you go. That's gonna take like, depending on what you what you ate from Domino's, fifty 000 to seventy five thousand steps that I would take to burn off. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Yeah. When, uh, when David Goggins, have
0: you, have you read David Goggins' book? Um, no, I started, listening to, on, I started listening to it on audio, but he was really upsetting me because his life's... Re- I was trying to have a nice, positive time. I'm trying to get motivation. Yeah. And I it was just old, hours old. of misery. I was getting really upset yeah. for him. <laughs> I was trying to be motivated. He, uh,
1: he lost an absolute ton of weight. Yes, he did. By hardly eating any food. And literally from the second he woke up until the second he went to bed, he was exercising. He would like, he would have a little exercise bike in his, in his apartment and he'd watch TV, sat on this exercise bike. Every second of his day, he was exercising. So Which, if you think you can do a legs, bums and tums class twice a week, no ain't going to work you need yeah, to if some somebody form. can
0: exercise that much or they can run 20 miles like you i do have clients who run marathons and i do have clients who exercise a lot and for them sometimes i do take into account their calorie burn like if you for example danny were my fat loss client of course i'm going to look at your calorie burn because you, you're training for a marathon and you're doing if we're trying to lose fat but keep your calories in a reasonable range so that you could lose body fat, not, not that you need to lose weight obviously but if you did for example for you and for extreme Like if somebody's exercising more than three or four or five times a week hardcore, then okay, we might start looking at, their food intake yeah. and taking yeah. more. That's you're going to need more protein. With, you're going to need more. Yeah, you get into athlete levels. five k person? There
1: is it really?
0: No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. And that is the person that I'm mostly coaching. Somebody who's not. Yeah. Most people that I coach are not even interested in Couch to Five K. They think that sounds goddamn awful. They don't want to exercise. They just want to lose weight. They want to do it with as easy and least change to the lifestyle as getting outside and running. What? Sorry, I want to be slimmer. This is what people think. It's <laughs> not everyone. But yeah, I loved it. I thought one of the things that I thought you um, were alluding to there is that old saying as well of you can't outrun a bad diet.
1: 100%.
0: You know, when you were talking about eating a full Domino's pizza and then trying to exercise it off after. Not only is it giving negative connotations to your mindset.
1: Yeah, okay. Off your pop then, put your shoes on, and don't ever come back because you'll never burn that off. <laughs>
0: That'd be awful, yeah. It'd be awful. We're gonna have to go on a pilgrimage from here to Jerusalem to get that off. It will feel like it. It'll be awful. Um, one of the things I do teach about exercise and calories, though, is I do not recommend it really, unless you're hardcore. And like I said, unless you can do a lot of exercise and you can burn a lot of calories, then okay. If you like that, go for it. But I don't recommend it as a calorie burning tool, but I do recommend it as one of the best calorie um, maintenance tools and weight maintenance tools. You know, like 10,000 steps per day. If you weigh about 70 kilos or something in this range, you might burn 250-ish calories, 200, 250-ish calories, something like that from doing 10,000 steps per day. What does that do for fat loss directly? Eh, not that much. No one can disagree. What does it do for weight maintenance at the end, though? Amazing. 200 to 250 calories extra every day on top of the food that you would have been able to eat. That's either a little bit of a snack that you're getting away with, a glass of wine in the evening, or you could be good all week and do your 10,000 steps, then on a weekend you could order a takeaway and nothing Mm. will happen. That's why it's my set. It's a
1: cumulative thing, isn't it? The 10,000 steps. It's like like you've just very rightly said, on an acute level, not not a lot, but cumulatively over weeks and months and years, it's going to it's going to keep things in check, and you've got your, the the health benefits as well. Your your cardio respiratory system everything's going to everything's going to benefit from doing those ten thousand steps every day.
0: Yeah, people who meet the minimum movement requirements have something like sixty percent less chance of all forms of dying, all form all cause mortality. All, for, all cause
1: mortality is a horrible phrase, isn't it? But... Uh, any any form of death
0: that you want to choose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ten thousand 10,000 steps a day. Your chance of dying of anything is less.
0: Yeah, which is that. That's why it's recommended, and that's why one of the reasons it it, for that is weight management as well. Because yes, you like we've just said, doing 10,000 steps per day doesn't burn loads of calories, like you said, acutely, like in the short term. But across your entire life, people would burn more. People burn more calories through walking than formal exercise. Because like like you said, three legs, bums, and tums classes a week. 200 calories each how many of those can you really do that you get quite sore from it it's quite fatiguing it's quite hard work but if you can just build activity levels into your life so like you said you're walking the kids to work maybe you walk to the shops maybe you go for a walk with the kids or the family on an evening or on a weekend and we visit a park or maybe we play a bit of sports with the kids because we're losing weight and we're feeling better the energy levels are getting better and we're building movement into the lifestyle all this adds up to way higher calorie burn and way more fitness improvement accumulative across a lifespan can, which is yeah, what we're really exactly. looking at isn't it we're trying to be healthy for life not just 100%. now <laughs> absolutely so i loved that tip so you were you were basically saying exercise is positive try and think about it for the yeah. positive reasons be- try and do be- it to build yourself up.
1: around exercise it's it's a it's a how can people do
0: that then stress. do you think if somebody's thinking yeah but danny i fucking hate it so how, how am I going to remove my negative connotations when I actually just don't like it?
1: Look at it. D- delayed gratification, I would say. If you, if you do this, this will happen. Okay. So if I if I keep doing this, so if I if I if I don't just look at the look at the calorie counter on a treadmill, if I just think, oh, it's gonna be sound when I can play footy with my kids, it's gonna be it's gonna be ace. I had a client who um he was he was very overweight, but his um his wife was big into outdoor pursuits like really big into it but because he was so overweight he would get so far into like a little hike up a hill or something that it, mm. it, it'd go it'd, it'd it needed it so they'd have to turn around so he, he always felt he was letting down his wife yes so the way that we kind not of hit the, the delayed gratification we were kind of talking about with him was think about how nice it's going to be when you can lead your wife up a hill and she's not kind of waiting for you to turn around. Think about how nice it's going to be when you can get to the top of the hill and then you can have your pitch taken with your wife. How how good is she going to feel? It's like, oh my God, yeah, can, oh, that's definitely worth doing.
0: You're thinking yeah. about a really strong internal motivation there and then getting people to generate willpower and motivation from that there, aren't you, that's really good.
1: Like you just said, we, we gener- generate our own motivation, we generate our own willpower.
0: Oh, we definitely do. People spend a lot of time looking for it, but they don't understand that it comes from inside you. Absolutely, definitely. One of the other tips I would give people for exercise from my perspective, because I don't know about you, maybe you could answer this question for me, but even though I exercise five or six days a week, I actually don't like exercise. I, I only exercise for the benefits. I I never really get up and think, oh, I'd, I'd love to go running, that's gonna be great. Oh, I'd love to go get squashed by weights at the gym. Not really, but I, I do it because I understand if I don't do that, I feel worse, and it brings so many unbelievable benefits that it's worth me thinking, oh, I don't really want to. I just think that's a shame, and I go anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you Do you actually intrinsically like the exercise, or do you do it for the benefits, or? What do you, like think? It. you actually like it.
1: I like it. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. I like, um, with the running, I like, I like getting out and I like, I like testing myself up. I like putting myself in fucking horrible situations, which, you know, five or 10 miles into a run. It's not, it's not amazing. You know, you don't feel fucking brilliant, but at the same time you do feel brilliant, which is, which is really, really mad. I like, I like, and again, we'll bring my kids into it. I like my kids thinking I'm a fucking superhero.
0: Oh, it's amazing.
1: They they do. They're like,
0: "What are you going to do today, Dad? Oh, how how much weight can you lift, Dad? Oh, how far are you going to run today, all Dad?" All of it. All of the yeah. miles. Awesome. All the miles are mine. There's none of avail- it. No one else can go running today, kids, because I am taking all oh, of the, the miles. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, I like that. That's, that's hugely motivating for me. Is knowing that that my kids think I'm like genuinely think I'm a superhero
0: that's absolutely awesome. Um one of the things I would say to people if if people feel like you good and if if they want to exercise I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think you're crazy. To me from my perspective I think you're you're a crazy wild man that you that you, that you mm-hmm. want to do that you want to do these things. One of the things that helps me relate to my clients is especially as a personal trainer when they're exercising and they're not having a good time I also don't like it. Neither of us want to be there. <laughs> I understand completely how it
1: works. I love I love that you're open and honest about that as well. I love, I love, I love that you are genuinely saying, no, 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 no. I fucking don't like it.
0: No, I'm not doing it because I like it. I'm not doing it because it's fun. Am I? I'm doing it because it needs doing some things in life. You do, you you can, what I try and teach people to understand is you can't always rely on motivation. Motivation is what you want to do. You don't always want to do what you've got to do in life. Some days you don't want to go to work, but you still go don't you you yeah. don't think oh i don't want to so you don't no you complain about it but you still do it don't you some days you might not want to i don't know i don't know do this for the family or do that or pay your bills sometimes you don't want to pay your bills still do it though don't you doesn't matter whether you do want it. to brush your teeth or not makes no fucking difference we're still brushing the teeth aren't we why because you understand yeah. consequences negatives and yeah. positives if we don't brush the yeah. teeth then they'll fall out do you want that no so do it it's the same with exercise to me it doesn't There's certain things in life you try to do. Oh, I'll try and eat healthy. Oh, I'll try and tidy up. I'll try and do this. And there's other things in life you just do it. Like eating, brushing your teeth, showering, hopefully. You know, looking after your kids, hopefully. Going to work. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, I don't want to. Shame. Fucking shame. (laughs) Isn't it? Because it's. It needs to happen sometimes. We just, you just need to pick yourself up and go anyway. That's one of the reasons I love David Goggins as well, because I remember so specifically. He's an ultra marathon runner, isn't he? He can run more than a hundred miles without stopping. And he said sometimes he sits at the bottom of his stairs, staring at his shoes, and it takes him half an hour to put them on and go, because he doesn't want to. I thought, thank God it's not me. It's not just, me. <laughs> even he hates it. He even hates it, but it's that challenge, it's that test. He knows it needs doing. Doesn't matter whether we want to. Sometimes does it? Sometimes you. It's in life. It's about what you need to do to get what you want, isn't it?
1: Yeah, hundred.
0: Anyway, thank you, Danny, for your time. I really do appreciate it. Your I've made so many notes. I'm stealing all your ideas. I hope you don't mind. All oh, yours. Do I have permission? Of course. Danny Wilson's top three tips for the Side to listeners are, number one, you need to get some structure in your life, preferably in the form of a morning routine. Start in small, easy, little manageable changes. Look for one little change you can just start with. Start implementing that and then watch it spiral on its own. I liked one of the things that you said was starting getting up at a specific time every single day. After that, even if you've just got more time, you'll start to fill, in my, in my mind, people will start to fill those blocks. with with anything, you might tidy up, you might end up tidying up, you might end up, I don't know, like you said, watching a motivational video, you might end up doing something with the kids, you might end up this, that, the other thing, but you're doing things rather than just lazing around, we're up, out, and after it. I really loved it. I liked what you said about relating things to real life wins as well, and thinking about all the positives that come out of these situations. Number two was break down or understand what you actually want to achieve and break it down into process goals and outcome goals. Outcome goals being what you want to achieve, process goals being what we're actually going to do to achieve that, specific, manageable. So smart goals actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specific, what is it? Manageable? No, measurable. (laughs) Achievable.
1: Achievable.
0: Realistic or something. Timed. It's level three personal training course, we remember. We remember we've been trained well um talked about easy wins and changes with your process goals as well you can set your outcome goals i think shoot for the stars go for it change your life amazing set as big goals as you want process goals though what we need to do is look at where we are now honestly and openly actually assess wait not do we, not where do you want to be this is imaginary where are you actually now and what little changes can we make my advice to everybody is 90 percent achievable goals No umming and ahhing. Make it easier and easier and easier until we're 90% sure we've got it on lock. Get that on lock, then bump forward. The faster you do it, the faster we can go to the next bump. And then, where's the rest of my notes? Exercise for positive reasons. You said something like, exercise is a beautiful expression of what you are capable of. Danny Wilson, 2021. Might get that tattooed. (laughs) Get it it on my bedroom wall. Absolutely (laughs) beautiful. We said we can't outrun a bad diet. You shouldn't do it to try and burn calories. Even though it does burn calories, that is an extra positive. It's not that effective. Don't focus on that. It's got negative connotations, it's just not that effective anyway due to compensatory mechanisms other ways. Do it for the 1,000 other good things, strength, energy, better hormones, better bones, live longer, better quality and quantity of life, better confidence, you can run around with your kids, more freedom, everything. There's millions of things we could go to and try and frame it in positive ways. What do you think?
1: Slam that on the floor.
0: I think well done you sir. Powerful tits. I think amazing. Powerful tits. Any final last words or confessions or are we good?
1: We're good, man. We're good. I've enjoyed it. Um, amazing. Yeah, it's nice. It was good. It was good. It was good catching up and it was good talking about our talking about our methods that are different but pretty much the same.
0: Yeah, I agree, because we coach different people, don't we, in different ways. We have different tacks, and different accents, and um, different ways of explaining things. Um, but the, pro, the actual principles behind what we do is all about health improvement, happiness improvement, better life, better quality of life, and the, the, the overarching... Like you might not describe the changes that you make with your guys, the same as the six steps to slim that I do with my ladies, but I bet you still work on all those areas, don't you? You're obviously looking at food quality and food quantity and movement and exercise and psychology and stress management and protein. You're obviously doing these things. You might have more because you might be working at I'm a specific weight management. You're, you, you're a lifestyle and high performance, including weight management as well, but it's all the same. It's all powerful, I believe. Love it absolutely awesome sir thank you for listening as well ladies and gentlemen we'll speak to and we'll see you again soon